Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the WBRX Wake Up Call. It's uh, you know for us, it's always a great opportunity to you know, get together with uh, with our leadership and um, huddle up and just kind of share some thoughts and ideas, um, you know, as to what uh, you know what we can be doing together to build and grow our businesses. And uh, you know, I know that uh, here we are as we kind of are concluding the month of June, 2021. You know, we've got great things going on. We started off this month with a, you know, a very successful event that has, you know, brought on some, some really good, talented people into the business. And some of those people are, are doing a, a great job of picking up a little quicker um, from those that have already been involved on, on some of the skills required to, you know, go out and make this business work. And And I know sometimes when we start talking about you know, the very idea of skills required and the improvement of skills, it sometimes catches people off guard. And I've had several people that have contacted me, and they're, they've all said the same thing. Man, I didn't really see this as a business that requires new skills or requires us to learn new things. And that, you know, really, that is entirely what the business of uh, direct sales and network marketing is all about. You know, if you take the time to research this business and you listen to folks out there that have been around it. Uh, one of them I often refer to as Paul Zampilzer, who's a world renowned economist was, um, was uh, on the uh, uh, economy board where two, two sitting presidents has been extremely uh, accurate. In fact, he himself became a millionaire by the time he was age, I think 20. And by the time he was age 30, he was, worth over $10 million. So he, he's kind of one of these guys, right, that has been able to predict economic trends and take advantage of them personally, not just kind of teaching and, and uh, conveying ideas and principles, but actually put, putting them into use. And he is an avid supporter and a very big friend of our industry. And, uh, and he studies the industry. He studies the trends. And, and economically, he's been able to forecast some major trends out there. One of them, of course, was – uh, you know, the dot-com boom, and he took extreme advantage of that and became a very wealthy guy. Um, and, and another trend that he was able to predict was, <clears throat> believe it or not, was, uh, you know, and this is the time that we were uh, having him as keynote speaker at some of our events in a previous company campaign. Uh, he, he was able to see the banking industry was going to have challenges. He didn't know how, how big of a challenge it would be in 2008, but he could see that he could see the uh, forest of the trees on that, and was able to, uh, you know, you know, during economic trends and downturns, that's when people get extremely wealthy. So he was able to take advantage of pulling money out of certain things and putting them into other things, and and very successful. So he talks about this concept, and I'd strongly encourage you to go online. We're gonna we're gonna be doing some video clips uh, that incorporate some of these ideas and then talk is entry and conclusion. And we're going to send them out to you guys. So you can send out to your prospects. Cause here's the thing. People, sometimes they look at this business and they think that, you know, it's, it's just based upon going out and talking to people and hopefully some people get involved. And then hopefully somewhere through that uh, genealogical chain, if you have the company with the right product and the right compensation plan, um, then you have this massive explosion. You, you're, you're fortunate enough to have gotten involved at an early time, and you get wealthy, right? And, and by the way, that sometimes happens, okay? There are lottery you know, people in our industry. We don't recommend that you treat it like a lottery. We, we recommend that you become 
a lottery ticket by learning the skills required to make the business work. My experience was I got involved in the industry. I saw an explosion that took place in my business, and then I started to learn. I started to take advantage of the, of the skills that I knew I could continue to advance and learn, and as I advanced and learned those skills, then I would continue to have success. Now, we're seeing some of that take place right within uh, wellness biosciences. As I look across the board, some of the folks that have gotten involved early are starting to work on refining their skills. We talk about the three most important things to have success in our business. It's not <laughs> the amount of capital that you have. It's not even on the, the overall contacts that you have or the credibility. That's just a, a determining factor as to where you should start your business, okay? Because then you can generate more income as you're building, and if you choose to start higher, if you choose to start lower, it doesn't matter. The work is the same. But the difference is how much money you make as you're building it. Now, with that said, the contacts that you have when you start out are not going to be the determining factor. What's going to be the determining factor is the skill that you have to continue to add new contacts onto your list, the skill. I never knew that when I got involved in the business. I thought it was all based upon the people that you have. You walk into the business. No, it's based upon the skills that you do acquire to refine and look for new prospects, and then the skills that are also involved in inviting those prospects to effective venues. Now, I'm fortunate that I've surrounded myself with very good people that are very good at delivering information and doing a great event with my partner and, and other physicians in the business. And, and because, I, because I'm, I'm fortunate to have surrounded myself with good people like that, we have great events. Now, if we can, as an organization, learn how to effectively go out and prospect and find new people and invite them, then magically what happens is the information will connect with the right people. And when it connects with the right people, then the right people will make a decision to get involved. And as you start to have these events with higher frequency, then you start to create a momentum, and that's where a spark becomes a flame, and a flame becomes a grass fire. It's really that simple, but it does start off with people focusing on the skills. As I look at the people that we have within our organization, I, one name I'm going to point out, Gail Kinney. Okay, now this is, I, I just call him as I see him. I don't play favorites. It doesn't make any difference. But if I look at Gail and I pay attention to uh, the little things, from the time that she got involved to where she's at today, it's almost like, it, it, I mean, it's, it, I won't say it's two different people, but I will tell you, let's just say that there's the three required, the three elements required, desire, will, and teachability. I focus on that teachability element because Gail has demonstrated that as she has gone through all the things that we go through in life, experiences, what have you, she started to hone in on the skills of not just inviting, not, not just uh, developing new prospects, but inviting more people. Now, here we have an event. We had an event on June the 1st, and she had you know some very good people at that event, but toward the end of the month, I want to say that she's probably going to have the largest overall group, and I'm talking about, first and foremost, the new prospects that she's brought into the business. I mean, br I mean brought to take, evaluate the business personally. So she's not leading just by having the organization in her group bring people, which she has some very strong people, Melissa Smith, uh, you know, I, I mean, um, yeah, Melissa Riley, I'm sorry, <laughs> the old name. Melissa Riley is, is now duplicating. I, I don't know how many people Melissa has, but Melissa just got involved in the business this month. 
But what M- Melissa is doing is with her own skill set, she's going out and inviting people. But Gail, who sponsored her, is demonstrating by virtue of her own, uh, you know, her own habits and her own and her own work efforts to bring a lot of people. I don't know how many people exactly Gail is going to have, but I know that she had about four, three or four, and then she just, uh, I think she just went and bought four new guest tickets. So I'm going to say maybe seven, seven to eight people. Well, is that a successful effort within a month's time from the 1st to the 29th to have a good, solid group of people? In, in my estimation, there's no, there's no question. Absolutely. And if you think about what you're trying to build in this business, if you can go out and demonstrate that capacity, then what is that going to mean for the people in your group? Now, one of the people in her group, as I look, is Joseph Tran. Okay? Well, Joseph has his own capacity, his own skill, but I would imagine that some of what Gail is doing is going to certainly rub off on what Joseph is, is looking to accomplish. And if Gail can then take those prospects and let them evaluate this information, and then the information leads her to the next step, and that's having people and the skill of having people become uh, either a uh, customer or a brand partner. That's another skill. If she can work and focus in on that skill, then the results are going to be pretty dramatic. She'll probably have a phenomenal month and earn a tremendous amount of money just based upon honing in on that skill if these people that she's invited are, are, are the right people. Now, we have no way of knowing who the right people are or who the right people are not, but she doesn't take that. She doesn't, she's not taking it upon herself to determine whether they're right or not. She's letting them evaluate what's taking place within Wellness Biosciences Rx to determine whether they believe or don't believe that we're a company that's focused in on quality. We're a company that's focused in on making sure that um, – that the uh, people are, uh, you know, coming to a business venue where they can learn about it from a business perspective. I think that, you know, one of the things that we're going to um, see at, at this particular venue is we've, uh, we've made some modifications to the presentation. We're going to do a little bit of a trial run uh, and, and let, let the results of the meeting determine whether the presentation is good or not good. So for me to create a presentation, and to look at slides and to try to determine whether we think it's effective or not is just my opinion. Frankly, I'm more interested in the results that take place when people listen to the information, they, they engage in questions, and then they make a decision. That's going to determine whether it's an effective presentation or not. Now, I will tell you that we have very talented people. My partner is very talented. The doctors are very talented. So because of the skill set, of the speakers, we know it's going to be successful anyway. But I have a feeling that as people have a chance to see and listen to the information, to the dialogue, the way that the information is conveyed, I think it's going to have a stronger impact. So all of these things are refinements. They're, they're specifics. They're, they're, not, um, you know, they're not subjective. They're very objective. And then as we start to look at the results, from all these things, we can start to have a better determination. Now, Gail is certainly just one of the people that we're talking about, Olga Chapman. I mean, Olga has been consistent from the time that she's got involved in the business of bringing good quality people to the business. So that's a skill, I would say, that she probably had refined on some level. Uh, I'm just kidding. 
I'm sorry. She's probably she's probably refined this skill on some level with several people that are involved in the business, right? I mean that that, that there's there's no level there's no doubt about it. She has been doing some things. I'm making sure that you guys can hear me. Hopefully you can. Looking at my oh that tells me that you probably can't hear me. Hold on. Let me see what I'm doing with the text. Well, if you can hear me. By the way, just give me a, a heads up. I'm going to go to my. Okay, hopefully, hopefully everybody can hear me. I, I'm watching my. Um, okay, good. Everybody, give me give me a heads up. Can you hear me now? I, I didn't see my speaker working online. Okay, very fantastic. I'm sorry, guys. But but so what I was saying about Olga is that Olga has consistently demonstrated the capacity and the skill to and bring and invite new people to the meeting. Okay, now, now let's take a look at that skill. So the skill of bringing them to the, to the information is one skill. It's a very important skill. Now, the next skill that we have to refine is converting those people into customers or brand partners. So often people have asked me, Barry, how do I refine that skill? Well, I'm a big believer in our six-step marketing program, a big believer, okay? And I believe that sometimes if we get people properly teed up, if you will, golf analogy, teeing up the ball correctly, if you get them teed up so that they're more receptive to the information that's going to be conveyed, if it's completely a surprise and they have no idea what they're coming to or they have no context of, you know, with which to defer to, Sometimes it can be a bit more challenging. And that means that the invite, the invitation part of it has to be a little more, you know, refined also. So if I go out and I say, and, you know, Sean and I were talking about, we played golf today. We've all done it. Hey, man, I don't know if you, um, you know, what you're doing today. I just don't want to go to the meeting by myself. Just do me a favor and just come with me. It doesn't matter if you get involved, don't get involved. He was laughing because he, he did that with somebody that actually got involved at a relatively high level in our previous campaign. And we all, we've all done that. We've all if you're if you're halfway uh, competitive, you don't want to show up at the meeting by yourself. Typically, right? You'll do it, but no one likes to do that. So I've gone to meetings where I've said, "Hey, man, I have about um, out of every ten people that I invite to the meeting, I, I probably have about three to four that make a decision to get involved, and I don't mind if you're one of the other, you know, six or seven." Just come and just be there for me. And I've had people get involved because they, they didn't feel any sort of pressure. And I don't, I don't really recommend that, and Sean doesn't recommend that. Here's what we recommend is give people a chance to understand what you're trying to accomplish. Do you have to give them the details? Absolutely not. They have to see excitement and enthusiasm. They have to know that you're very excited about the information that's going to be conveyed, Right. So it, it, how would a, a, you know, a good invitation can vary depending upon you, your personality, and the skill set of those that you're working with. It could be, hey, you know, listen, uh, I, I know that we haven't connected in a while. I, I've just launched a brand-new business project I'm extremely excited about. Uh, it's really ground floor, and, and here's the thing. Um, you know, you're going to hear directly from some medical doctors and some business professionals that have been skilled and very successful involved in building a company up to $400 million in doctors that are very excited about what's going on. My recommendation is you, you just come and you evaluate this for yourself. Hey, listen, and I'm not here to tell you that this is really for you or not for you. That's not for me to determine. I know it's for me. I'm going to go out and I'm going to build a big business. And, and, and I just thought about you, 
And, uh, it, you know, as I thought about you, I thought, you know, this is probably something that may be a great fit for you. It may not be, but here's the deal. Come to Perry's at 5.30 tomorrow night and just sit back, have a little bit of wine, some heavy appetizers, and evaluate it for yourself. That's what my recommendation is. And if you like what you hear, then we'll talk about it at that point. If you don't, you've had some good wine, some food, and we're friends. I mean, that's and, – and, and by the way, let me let you have a sample of the product that the company is going to offer. I don't know if you're familiar with CBD, but I'm here to tell you. Uh, you probably have heard of it. It's just you know, up and down – our feeder roads, we see CBD stores everywhere. Here's a medical-grade CBD. If you suffer from anxiety, pain, or sleeplessness, it is a phenomenal resource, and you're going to hear medical doctors that are going to talk with you about the clinical application. So you may want to try a little bit of this product and then be there tomorrow at 530. I'll put you down. And if for any reason whatsoever you can't make it, let me know in advance, and I'll, I'll, be, I'll be able to replace, replace that seat with someone else because it's going to be limited seating. In fact, I think it's going to be a sold-out event. Okay? That's how, in some form or fashion, I would always let people know, I'm excited. I'm doing it with or without you. It's something that I believe is going to be explosive. It's ground floor, and here's the opportunity that's available for you to come evaluate it. Great timing. Every single business opportunity I've ever been involved with that has great results has an element of timing to it as well. That is an approach that for me has been very successful and I've seen it duplicate and become very successful for other people. Now, did I get into the detailed information in that, in that invitation with respect to Wellness Biosciences Rx? I did not. <clears throat> All I did was focus in on one specific focus and agenda and that was to promote the event. And then my objective is to let the event do the heavy lifting, right? Now, beyond this event, we're going to walk into the event. I want everyone to know this in advance with two follow-up opportunities. We're going to have a follow-up opportunity on Thursday and Friday of this week at our boardroom at 11 a.m. for you to bring people, and they can know about this as the event starts to progress and you see interest or you don't see interest. If they see interest, let them know that they can get the details of how this, how this business model can work from a business planning perspective at our office, our corporate offices, right at the McCarthy Hotel, right at the McCarthy next to the Zaza Hotel on the 18th floor. And, and I've always been very, very careful to focus on one thing. Book a meeting from a meeting. It's called BAMFAM. And every event or every meeting I have, my focus is always to take them to one or the next step of evaluation. And to book from that meeting another meeting opportunity if I believe that there's something of value for the person who's listening to the information. Now, to me, in my experience, the percentage of people that come to more than one meeting, the higher percentage of them make a decision to get involved because I'm letting them get snapshots. No one can gather all the data and the information that's required to make a decision in one setting, in my experience. So we walk into the meeting with the next follow-up meeting plan. And so you guys now have insight. The last meeting we had, we announced it before we started the meeting, and we had a good result because we had people that came to our office, looked at the compensation plan, made a conscious decision. But here now you guys can become an active participant and ban famming and bringing people from a meeting to a meeting, walking into this meeting. That's another skill 
that you can acquire and it can lead you to have significant success. So, so as a prospect, all of us have gone through this ourselves. Maybe we made a – some of you on the line, I, I, I look, I've got Michael uh, Vanderbilt here, right? Michael didn't get involved when he first looked at our business. It took him a while. I can't remember exactly how long, but it took Michael a while. Everybody does their own process. My partner, Sean, the first time he came to the business meeting, it took him a little while to make a decision to get involved in the business. It didn't happen right away. And when he did make a decision to get involved and he engaged, then he went out and he, had, he struck good success. He understood some of the elements. And, then, you know, and it was always then a function of wash, rinse, and repeat. That's the, that's the, 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 uh, the basis of our business. Now, some of you on the line have gone out and had pretty good success in your first month or two. And then maybe the tension and focus to the business kind of moved into another era of your life. Maybe you had to focus in on your own business or your own, you know, uh, whatever it was that you're doing at work. We understand that. It's always about going back to the very fundamentals that you did apply and then having those type of results again. <clears throat> some, of the, um, some of the things that we've been doing corporately as we go to some of the, uh, you know, the networking events, I know that you know, for, uh, for purposes of, of bringing other people into the business, we've gone to um, these BizPack events that Joseph has had. I haven't been to one in a while, but of the ones that I went to back in January, February, March, we're still, I still have people that have booked and, and have contacted through the information, and they've gotten back to me, and they now are going to be active participants at this event, and, and I was just looking at the, um, I was looking at the uh, uh, the list of folks that we have. Uh, one of the gentlemen is an example, right? His name is Garrett Allen. Okay, Garrett Allen is coming to this event as a WBRX guest. Now, I personally went to that event, got his card, and kept in touch, just dripped information, and he responded back to this particular invitation, the banner that I sent out. He said, "You know what? Thank you so much for continuing to." You know, contact me and get information from me. Um, I'd love to come if, if, if the opportunity is still available. Now, that's a person in that BizPack venue that now has said yes. So I, I don't just, you know, one of the things that's very important to remember is that the, the fortune's always in the follow-up. So it's always you have that group of people in your sphere of influence in your funnel that you continue to drip information on that you personally had interaction with and you don't just leave them out there or forget about them because that's, that's, you know, that's found money. That's an opportunity that could be they just didn't have at the right time, at the right place, the uh, availability to come to that particular event. He was invited to two or three other events, but now he's making it to this event. That's just one example. I have another gal. I think she came to me by way of uh, uh, John Holt. And uh, she... Um, if I remember correctly, and boy, we, we now start to get to the point where we're dealing with lots of different folks, right? Her name is Sarah Miller. Came to the last event, and she said, man, I, mean, I just sent her the banner for this event. Said, yeah, I know what you saw on the first, wait till you see it on the 29th, and, you know, sent her information. She said, man, I'm so thankful that you didn't forget to invite me. I will be there, and I'll try to bring somebody. Now, that's just booking a meeting from a meeting. That's continuing to let people evolve the process. And you're going to have some of that that's going to shake out. She's already a customer of the product. But now she's looking to become more of a brand partner. So one of the things I am very uh, you know, focused on is making sure that people try the product, 
I focus on the product and then get them to become a customer and then hopefully become a brand partner. These are just some of the insights and the, and the little things that can make a big difference as you're continuing to grow your business. So as you look at, as you look at what has been accomplished by the folks that we have just on the call today, right, as going back to the example that we had, you know, when I, when I think about it, the, the people that we have, they're out building the business. They've learned. I, I look at Jen Rennell. Jen is now starting to craft and put together an event for herself in the Fort Worth area. Sarah, uh, if I look at uh, Sarah Davidson, an event up in the Belton market. Well, these are signs that there's been a learning curve that's taken place. And I think that people are vibing on the fact that we had a successful meeting. Listen, let's face it, we're coming out of a global pandemic, okay? We weren't able to meet and really get the momentum and growth that we liked to have. We certainly you know, attracted a strong group of people virtually, but nothing like what you can do now that you're starting to have these personal meetings at, at restaurants and, and various locations. And then inevitably, the more of these meetings you have, then your, then your larger meetings get so much bigger, right? So, so now if you look at the month of July, we have a meeting that's scheduled, I think, on the 15th. Uh, I think that's in Belton, the 22nd. I, I, I'm sorry, the 15th is going to be in, um, in uh, uh, Fort Worth. Then the 22nd, I believe, is going to be in Belton, and we'll probably have another meeting here in Houston toward the end of the month. Now you go from two meetings in one market to three different meetings in three different markets. I've always told people the way that you build a marketing and distribution company in this space is by having a lot more activity in various markets. Is it easier to have $100,000 of organization volume take place in one market or is it easier to have 10,000, 10 different markets doing 10,000? I'm here to tell you it's easier to have 10 different markets doing 10,000 than it is to have one market doing 100,000. That's just the fact of it. That's just the way that this business grows. So now our company is focused on our goal. Our first financial goal is to have our million dollar month. Okay, that first million dollar month. Well, when you start getting enough people involved in having their own goal or the own subset of that, of that million dollars. Let's say, for example, that here in Houston, we have somebody, of one of our leaders, maybe it's Gail. Well, she's got the organization that's popping. She's got, you know, Melissa. She's got uh, Joseph Trahan. She's got Olga. She's got strong leadership in her group. I would say that that's a great opportunity if Gail decides to set the goal for her company to do you know, uh, 100,000, and then she gets with various people. Maybe she gets with Olga and says, Olga, my goal is for, the, is for my organization to do 100,000. How much of that goal do you think you would like to, you'd like to commit to? And Olga may say, well, heck, I, I'm good for 25,000, and here's how I'm going to map it out. And, and then you map out the various people that you have within your, within your sphere of influence and your contact base, and on your list that have seen the business, and now Olga may say, well, listen, if this person who's evaluated the business would get involved at director or, or somewhere in that ballpark, or this person may be a regional director, hey, maybe this person's a candidate, who knows, for PPC or national marketing director. Now you can start to have a, now you're working a business. Now you're building and forecasting and growing a company. See, the, the, the other stuff, 
you know, the, the, the minor things are, you know, what's required to prospect and, and what's required to build for me. I mean, all those are important, but they're, the, the most important thing we can be or the majors are, are the time that we spend in the presence of our prospects. So now we're starting to get into these event venues where we have so much more value because we're in the presence of our people. They have a chance to see the social proof that there's a lot of people out there that are aware of the, of the uh, applications of CBD, particularly medical-grade CBD and products that, are, that, are, that people, our medical doctors are educating uh, the people that we have in our business. They're educating new people. They're educating other medical doctors. And they're embracing the idea of using uh, medical-grade CBD as an alternative to these, uh, to that, um, you know, to the pharmaceutical uh, prescriptive meds that sometimes are not needed. We're not an anti-pharmaceutical company, but we are a company that recognizes that we're as a wellness company, a company that embraces being in the wellness industry. That these products are wellness-based products. Do you know that there are over 400 different compounds known? to increase and improve the endocannabinoid system, and many of them, obviously about 115 of them, are within the cannabis plant. Do you know that there's a whole host of compounds that are within vitamins, minerals, and omegas that are outside of that that also have a profound effect on the andamine and our body's capacity to receive nutrients in their endocannabinoid system? So we've learned this because we're studying this. And, and the more of these minerals and compounds and these omegas that we can associate into our repertoire of products for purposes of increasing the endocannabinoid system, our, our body's neurological uh, capacity to perform at an, at an optimum rate, our body's capacity to perform on the immune system at an optimum rate. You have now a rep. Now you're really gearing in and focusing in on what people genuinely are looking for. They just need to have a direction. They need to have a, 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 listen, there's a lot of people that want to be involved in our business. They just don't know it yet. And so we become the spokespeople. We become, we're those people that take the darkness and turn it into light. We give them an, a, a capacity of vision. We let them see what they otherwise could not see. I, I can't tell you how many, I mean, how, many, how many times have we been in conversations with people? I've been in conversations with people and they said, oh my gosh, you know, it's just dawned on me. You know, our words have so much power. It's dawned on me that this is something that could be, you know, really magnificent. In other words, we, what we don't know, we don't know. And I just try to get people to connect. There's so much more that we don't know, all of us, than we do know. And, and sometimes when we're enlightened to something that, you know, we otherwise did not know, then from that point forward, we always change. We always change. Um, I can tell you right now, I mean, there's things I've learned in this journey with wellness biosciences I never learned in my previous campaign. And we did $400 million, but we, here I, I see a clear path to do a minimum of four, four or $500 million annually. And it, but here's the thing. It's not going to happen because I see it. It's going to happen because we have a group of leaders that have taken upon themselves to get involved in a business and they capture their own vision. They see their own business model and their own working opportunity to develop leadership. Because I'll tell you that this business is nothing, it's nothing more, nothing less than people that are leading other people to learn new things and teach other people new things. That is the skill. If you listen to Paul Zane Poser, I just, you know, 
Google him, pull up his YouTube, and look at his interview with my friend uh, Eric Worre that wrote the book GoPro. Just do that. I, I have no problem with people listening to third-party information. In fact, my, I want to recommend that every one of you on the phone you know, come to the basis of your own conclusion. Listen to what we're saying and go out there and look around and listen to the forecast of what's going to be taking place in the, in the wellness industry. Look at what's – he predicts over 15 million millionaires are going to take place in this country because of the increase of what's taking – regardless of the gloom and doom that you hear, over 15 new millionaires are going to take place over the next 10 years. I mean, I'm, not, I'm sorry, not 15. Yes, 15 million new millionaires. And a, ver, a very good uh, – I, I can't remember exactly what the number is, but a very high percentage of them will be involved in the wellness industry. There's a huge movement – from that polypharma uh, movement that now has people looking at ways to advance their own benefits in the wellness industry. There's a huge amount of people that are looking for a lot of different ways to take 100 years to turn 65 years old, if you know what I mean. We're all looking for ways to look better and feel better. And the millionaires and multimillionaires that are being made today are the ones that are advancing their cause in this wellness revolution. And I'm just here to tell you, that a big part of that wellness revolution has to do with this expanding growth trend in the CBD space and, and the medical dosing space with various elements of these compounds in the cannabis space because they provide dramatic effects in people's capacity to reduce their pain, inflammation, sleeplessness, uh, and, and, and all the anxiety that people have been experiencing, which is at a record high today. So there is a business incorporated with what we're doing with our products. There's a business that's incorporated with our, obviously our compensation plan, but here's the thing. It's always the skill, it truthfully is the skill of people learning new things and then teaching other people new things. That by itself, that skill right there can help people become millionaires and multimillionaires. I'm living proof. I'm living proof that this does work, but it is a decision. And once you incorporate yourself into the decision and you recognize what you're doing is so much bigger than just getting involved in one of those things, then the, then the light bulb goes on. Then there's all of a sudden there's a, a light onto your feet and, and there's a lamp onto your path. There's a way to move forward. You see, and the promise of the future is an extremely powerful force. I will say that. So with that, guys, I'm now going to turn the call over to my partner, Sean Baker, as, as I get um, you know, talking at sometimes, depending upon what's taking place, I, I can lose track of time. And I'm trying to get closer and closer, brother, to getting you, um, to get, to getting you uh, onto the call at 9 o'clock. I just looked down and saw I was eight minutes late. So with that said, guys, I uh, appreciate you being on the call. I'll come on and conclude. Well, brother, I can't wait to hear what you have to say today. We've got a great week, phenomenal week as we move forward. And I know tomorrow's meeting is going to be spectacular. We're going to have a lot of great things. And our follow-up meetings are going to be phenomenal as well. So with that, brother, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the call over to you. Thank you. Uh, so much for all that you do, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Hey, man, great job. Awesome. And I took a lot of great notes. And, man, when you're on fire like that, take all the time you need. You never need to apologize. I, had a, my, my, I grew up in kind of a charismatic church, and the, uh, the pastor used to say, I know you're hungry, and I know the Baptists are headed to the Lubies, and you want to beat them there, but this message is important, so sit down and listen. And I never forgot that because most times when he went on, it was uh, the nuggets were, were immeasurably valuable. So, Great job this morning, and, and thank you guys for hopping on the call, and hopefully you're taking notes and getting some awesome takeaways as well. <clears throat> One of the things that really resonated with me today, Barry, specifically that you talked about 
was the journey of people. You know, it's funny because you, you referenced me, and, and man, did you nail it. I, I got went to the meeting reluctantly, but the, the thing that Barry was too kind and gracious to say was the truth is I didn't go to the first meeting I was invited to. I had probably been invited four, five, six times. Of the four, five, six times, I had probably at least once or twice said I was going to go. I know I did at least once, I think twice, said I was going to go, and then I didn't go. So I was a human being, right? That's what we're talking about is our own humanity. And so Barry did a great job today talking about the evolution of people. He did a great job, you know, calling out a couple of folks, Gail, Olga, you know, Michael, Jen. He's spot on with all those folks, and, and we're all a work in progress. Uh, but, but what really the takeaway for me was is, is it's a reminder of the business we're in. You know, people often say we're in the CBD business, right, or we're in the wellness business. And those things are true, right, much, much more the wellness industry than just isolated to the CBD, CBD industry. But, but we're definitely in both, right? But those are just kind of parts or facets of, of what business we're really in. And the business that we're really in, and Barry touched on it perfectly, is we're in the people business. And if you understand that, and one of the other things that he said right before he concluded his segment was he said, he said, when you realize that this thing is not just a multi-level thing, that it's a real business, that you could have 10 markets doing, you know, $10,000 a month and be generating $100,000 a month in revenue off of a little people doing, you know, not a little people, a few people doing a little bit, you know, together. My grandfather used to always say, you know, many hands make light work. And that's what Barry's really saying. If you have a number of markets, a number of people excited and fired up and, and little things start to happen, you know, if you had 10 markets, each just doing 1000 well, that's $10,000 a month in revenue in your business. And that 1000 will become 10000 And, guys, I've experienced it that that 10000 does become 100000 But it doesn't happen just because of the products or just because of the timing of the industry Really what drives it is the people, the culture, the leadership. And that's the other thing Barry did a great job talking on today. He never used the word, but what he was saying is he's watching people evolve into leaders. He watched me evolve into a leader. I wasn't born a, a captain of industry for the network marketing business, but I've evolved to, you know, becoming uh, uh, someone that, that apparently, you know, our names, Barry's name's been out there for years. My name's apparently starting to get out there. I, we were playing golf the other day, and I said, hey, do you know a guy named Sean? And I forget his last name at the moment. He said, oh, yeah, that guy is a recruiter within the network marketing industry. He recruits presidents and CEOs of companies to go to other companies. Now, I'm not going anywhere, but he got my information. He's reached out to me. He wants to facilitate a conference call. Well, that was an evolution. I wasn't even in this industry or aware of this industry 20 years ago, and now I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm fortunate, blessed, privileged, all of the, of, of the good servant things to say to, to be a partner in, a, in a, a, what I believe is going to be a billion-dollar company. But that didn't happen overnight. That was an evolution. I didn't even want to take the samples I was given back in 2002. And, and almost 20 years later, look where I am. And so – I'm saying to you guys, don't give up on yourselves. Don't give up on people. And, and be better than me, please. Don't get frustrated when people are human, when they do the things that humans do. So just one example, I, I wanna, and I want to share this with you. And I'm sure you guys, if you take time, I know we're on a, a muted conference call, so it's going to be somewhat rhetorical. But if you would, please 
close your eyes for a second. And if you're, if you're not driving, if you're not driving, close your eyes for a second and think about the people that were your friends in fifth grade. Mine, I'll just tell you, were Brian, Jeff, and Jason. And we were literally the four musketeers. Now, this was before social media and cell phones and, you know, back when people used to stay the night at each other's house and go on camping trips, you know, like the movie Stand By Me. You know, I kind of grew up, uh, you know, more like that. And so, man, I'd get out of school on Friday and I'd be begging my mom, can I stay the night at Jason's house or can, can, can Jeff stay the night over here? We're all going to stay at Brian's and camp out in his backyard. And, you know, that, that group of friends in fifth grade came from a bigger group of friends that I had maybe, say, in third grade. And it was 10, and then it was the four musketeers. And I was one of the fortunate. Those four friends lasted me all the way through high school. You know, all four of those guys, or three, I'm sorry, four, myself included, but Jason, Brian, and Jeff, they were actually all in my wedding. Jason was my best man. Brian and, and Jeff were groomsmen. And do you know that I got married in 1994? Jason and I are still best friends today since fifth grade. And that is a rich and, and, and immeasurably valuable relationship to me. And I know a lot of people don't even have that one friend, right? So I have one. Some people have more. I, can, I would tell you they're very, very blessed people if they have more than one friend like that. And it's not that, that Jeff and Brian and I ever had a falling out. We didn't. We just, the last time I saw them was at my wedding in 1994. We don't speak. We, we're, I mean, I think maybe we're Facebook friends. We just grew apart. I'm not wrong for that. They're not wrong for that. It's just lives and it's just people, right? But I would imagine you guys have those same stories. But, but what happened? So is Jason now my only friend? No. I made new friends. I met new people. Look at all of you on the call. I consider you friends. Have we been friends since fifth grade? No, but we're, we can be friends now, and we can build a relationship as we go forward. And I say all of that because what happens in this industry is it's like we almost forget the, the reality of just the world. Like, oh, that person won't call me back all of a sudden. Well, you know what? It may have absolutely nothing to do with you. It may have nothing to do with network marketing. It may have nothing to do with CBD. It, and it might. It, you might have come on too strong. You might have been too aggressive. You might have even been obnoxious, but don't assume the worst. It's just people. I mean, my daughter, who I love dearly, you guys hear me talk about my kids all the time, but my daughter, Sydney, 24, uh, 22 years old, just graduated, and she's an event coordinator, an event planner, and she was sharing some statistics with me. She said, Dad, you know how weird it is that people, you know, wedding, arguably one of the biggest days of your life, definitely an expensive day for, for the parents or whomever that pays for it, right? And did you know that in that industry, the statistics are that only 33% of the people that RSVP actually show up? So I'm going to say that again. Say you invite 300 people, okay, and you have 100 RSVP, the industry statistic says that 33 of them will show up. That's just people. But when it happens in this industry, what do people want to do? They want to blame network marketing. Oh, they, they didn't come. They told me they'd come to the meeting, but they don't want to come because it's this network marketing industry. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. I would just tell you, you know, a 30 or 40 or $50,000 wedding where obviously it's plated food, obviously it's important that they get an accurate headcount. They face the same challenges that we do with a Tuesday night Perry's dinner. 
So you guys, I just want to encourage you, realize that's life. Realize that's people. The only solution is to get confirmation from them yourself, third-party confirmation via a three-way call or a Zoom. Trust me, your friend, and I had to learn this the hard way, and this is just my opinion. These are just thoughts of Sean today. But I actually have done this, and I've had friends do this to me. They'll stand you up. Then they'll apologize profusely, and then they'll stand you up again. That's why the what makes this industry so challenging. The reason they'll do that to you is because they're your friend, you're their friend, and their expectation is that you're going to forgive them because that's what friends do, right? But now you're trying to take a friendship, potentially, to a business relationship, and actually – they don't know it yet, but believe you me, you're doing them a huge favor, okay? When John Holt got me, introduced me to the industry of network marketing, introduced me to my partner, Barry, I didn't think he was doing me a favor. I thought I was a mark. I thought I was a payday for John. I thought that this was all about John making money. And trust me, John made almost a half a million dollars off of me. But you know who he gave the gift to? He gave the gift to me. John did me a favor introducing me to this industry, introducing me to my partner, introducing me to a radically different lifestyle, uh, something called work-life balance. I've made more money and spent more time with my kids in the network marketing industry than I ever did in corporate America and God knows when I was you know, in the military, right? So John did me a favor, but I still stood John up. I still didn't take the samples. I still was reluctant to get involved. And I knew that I could push him off and push him off and push him off. Why? Because we were friends and he would forgive me. But the minute John got me on a call with a guy named Barry Koshu, and Barry said, hey, John tells me you're going to be at the meeting on Thursday night. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Well, because John's my friend, so the same guy that I would blow off and expect to forgive me because he was my friend, I would never make look bad in front of someone that was important to him. So the reason I actually went to my first meeting was because John stayed diligent. He stayed on me. He was smart enough to get me on a three-way call and have me commit to someone that was not John, but that I knew was important to John, and then I was stuck. Well, crap. I told this guy named Barry that I'll come to his meeting, so now I actually have to go. Because now I've told John, I've told Barry, I don't want to make John look bad in front of Barry. Gosh, I guess I'll go. Well, thank Jesus that I went, because here I stand today, all as a result of that decision. So I take credit for, for my successes, and I take responsibility for my failures, but I also extend a great gratitude to the people that that helped me along this journey. And help me could be helping me keep my word. It could be helping me see things differently. It could be helping me just saying something encouraging. I'm going to tell you, and I don't know if he's on the call today, but, you know, Stoney. Stoney's been a little quiet lately, but, but man, Stoney has sent me more encouragement and more just text messages. Love you, brother. Thinking about you, brother. You know, memes, jokes, just, you know, videos of his dog that make me laugh. He's just been an encourager. He's been someone that has been a, uh, just a, a godsend at times that were very strange that I didn't even realize I needed to laugh or that I needed that word. And many of you, I'm just picking one person, but many of you, Barry's always encouraging me and lifting me up. You know, Jen, 
Gail, you know, all of you guys are always just saying, whether it's, hey, I like your tie, or that's a nice suit, or, hey, you were funny tonight at the presentation, whatever it was, and even the constructive criticism. I appreciate that. Many of you on the call have given me that kind of feedback. You know, that, that some people call that tough love, but at the end of the day, it's still love. At the end of the day, it's still making me better, and, and I take all of that to heart, right? So I just, I just encourage you, look back over your previous friendships, relationships and realize sadly you know people come into your life and then they go don't be discouraged i mean i'll tell you right now <laughs> i had a distributor barry and i spent a lot of time with this gentleman his name was david he was a, a car dealership owner and he sold the dealership and, and made several million dollars in the transaction he was an older gentleman i don't know at the time i think he was a, in his late mid mid to late 50s but he had, he had lost a bunch of weight he had made a bunch of money he had sacrificed his health, and he um, um, had gained a bunch of weight, right? So he sold the dealership. He hired a personal trainer. He and his wife got in shape. You know, I, I think they may have even had a little, little, a little cosmetic stuff done, and, and, and they were enjoying the spoils of selling the dealership. They were traveling. They were playing golf. They were doing all these things, right? And so I met uh, – we, we, you know, I played golf. I talked to him about the business opportunity. And back in that day, PPC was $240,000, okay? That was, the, that was the rank. It was the top rank. It was $240,000, almost a quarter of a million dollars. So this guy and I play golf. He gets interested. I sample him, of course. He's neck deep in the wellness industry, you know, newfound wellness industry in his own life, working out, eating right, you know, exercising like a fiend, taking good quality nutritional supplementation. So I knew he had money. I knew he had time. I knew he firmly believed in the wellness industry, so I rolled the dice. I took a chance at 20-something years old. I talked to a 50-something-year-old millionaire, and you know what? He said yes. He came to the event, the university event. He um, got involved in a big way. And, guys, I want you to know, he and his wife got divorced. He went through some, you know, extramarital stuff, none of my business. I, I, I'm, that's why I didn't use his full name. But, but he had some challenges. And you know that he walked away from his distributorship. I mean, he spent a almost a quarter of a million dollars, and I don't know if he ate that product. I don't know if he threw it in a dumpster. I don't know if he sold it. He went through his marital stuff. He disappeared off the face of the planet. He walked away from his distributorship after spending a quarter of a million, almost a quarter of a million dollars. And you know, I found him, and he is now a Lexus, a used car salesman at a Lexus dealership in Dallas. And, and apparently is remarried and is doing well. God bless him. I have no, there's none of that to say that there's ill will. That's to say strange things happen in the world with people in this industry that had nothing to do with Sean Baker. It had nothing to do with the quality of the products. It had nothing to do with the network marketing industry. He never said a cross word to me. He never said, you got me involved. I don't know what I was thinking. I spent too much money. I bought too much product. Nothing. He said, thank you for the opportunity. I've made a mess of my life. I have to get some things figured out, and I'll be in touch. And then I never heard from him again. And then I found out through the grapevine that he had gone through all of that. If I'm not mistaken, I, I think he may have spent a short stint in jail, uh, if, if, rumor, if rumor is true, and who knows. But, but the point is, regardless of what of that is or isn't you know, completely factual, he got involved. I thought he was going to be a top producer. He went through some life, and he just disappeared. And you know who tried to take responsibility for that? Sean Baker did. 
John Baker tried to take responsibility for that man's decisions, and it rocked my world. It made me feel bad. I felt responsible. Guys, in, in hindsight, and they always say that hindsight's twenty twenty. I had nothing to do with that. I did nothing wrong. I participated in no way but other than giving him an opportunity to, to make a boatload of money over here, which he did not do. I just want to be transparent with you. Now, he built, fortunately, he introduced a couple of people. We launched the, the market of McAllen, Texas with him. But then when he disappeared, fortunately, you know, because of the way the comp plan works, I was able as a distributor to engage. And basically, that whole market became frontline to me because he was non-existent and he wasn't qualifying his business. And that's going to happen to you guys, okay? I mean, I'll tell you right now, as much as I just thanked my friend, John, for introducing me to this opportunity in the, or this industry and introducing the, my, my now business partner, Barry, and, and, you know, John will forever have that gratitude. But the truth is, John was a horrible sponsor. He got me involved. I wrote a, you know, swiped my credit card at National Marketing Director, which was back then was $30,000 for 24,000 hard dollars, just like it is now. And you know, John quit coming to the meetings. John didn't know our comp plan. John didn't have any product to sample or sell. He got me involved. He made a big fat check. And then John went back to John's life. But thank God, his upline, Brian McLaurin, Brian's upline, Paul Magistri, Paul's upline, who was director of the company, Barry Koshu, those people engaged and, 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 have as much gratitude. I, I offer them as much gratitude as I do John because John got me involved and thank you for that. And then John disappeared. I mean, he collected his checks every month, but he didn't help me. He didn't support me. He didn't even come watch me speak when I started doing the conference. I remember one time saying, Hey man, I'm speaking at this upcoming conference. There's going to be about 500 people there. You got me involved in the industry. I'm going to be on stage for an hour presentation I'd just love to see your smiley face out in, the, out in the audience. I promise I won't embarrass you. I won't say anything negative, And I'll give you all the glory for introducing me to this business. And you know he came to that presentation. It was a three-day event. He came for about a half a day, watched me present because I asked him to, and then he left. Three-day event, he came for about three hours. I don't know what's going on with that guy. I don't know what, you know, what it was in his mind. All I know is I'm grateful he introduced me to the opportunity. I'm grateful that um, I'm grateful that it was uh, something that changed my life, and I'm grateful that I didn't give up. When he quit on me, I didn't quit on the business. Okay, and that's my message today. So keep your head right, do the things that are required to to, to line up for success. Just like what Barry was, you know, telling you, sampling, conference calls, bam, fam. All those things, they may sound repetitive. They may sound redundant. You guys may feel like we're just beating this old tire drum. Guys, it's because it works. Bam, fam works. Three-way conference calls work. I, ho I hope you heard the message behind the message today, which is your friends will treat you like crap because you're their friend and you have to forgive them. But if they're truly your friend, they won't embarrass you when they've confirmed with someone else. And, guys, it doesn't matter who that someone else is. You're welcome to use me. I will volunteer Barry. I will volunteer other distributors. You know, it could be Olga using Gail or Gail using Jen or Jen using Sarah or Sarah using Michael. It doesn't matter if you posture that person as important to you and your prospect tells this important person they'll be there. Trust me, you just learn something because either A, they'll be there or B, they will stand you up and make you look bad in front of this air quotes important person and then at least you know they're not who you thought they were to begin with.
Knowledge really is power. So love people, understand people, understand you're in the people business, and just keep your mind right at all times and, and don't get sidetracked that, that, well, it happened because it's multi-level or it happened because it's network marketing. No, whatever happens, both good or bad, is because it's the people business. So with that, guys, we're going to have a great week. We're going to have a great event. I'm looking forward to getting on the road, getting up to Fort Worth, getting over to Belton, you know, doing some fun and exciting things. Please reach out if you need anything. Um, I know that Barry and I are both readily available, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a great a great show tomorrow. We're going to have a great time. Barry's going to knock it out of the park as he always does. I'm sure Dr. Jasani and Dr. Patel will crush it. They always do. Uh, I will be there. I'll bring all of the energy that I can possibly muster to make you guys proud. I will keep it short and concise, and and uh, and and hopefully we'll just do a ton of business. So with that, guys, thank you. We appreciate you. We love you all dearly. And if there's anything we can do to help. Uh, please let us know, and please burn up the phones with free conference calls. They're free. Three-way calls are free, and they work. So wear, wear us out. Wear yourselves out. You know, most of us have unlimited phone plans, so it, it literally just it just costs you nothing. So with that, guys, um, my phone is kind of acting funky. And I just bear with me one second here. I just want to make sure I'm missing. Oh, that's all my notes for the day. So thank you, guys. Have a great day. Uh, Barry, I'll kick it back over to you, and I appreciate all you do, man. Great job today, as always. Hey, Sean, great job, as always, man. appreciate the information. <clears throat> Guys, we're going to get the uh, – as we get to the meeting, okay, our primary focus is going to be making sure that the information is delivered. We get all or as many of the questions answered as we possibly can, and then we're going to really direct the focus into the follow-up meetings that are going to be taking place right there, okay? Uh, that's going to be on Thursday and Friday. So as we have that meeting tomorrow, we're going to have a banner that will be put together that will be executed to everyone that's there uh, that's a brand partner so that then you can take that banner and you can text it and, and email it and get it to the folks that are sitting there with you so they can see, uh, you know, exactly where to come, the location, McCarthy, 11 o'clock on either Thursday or Friday, okay? So, you know, the, the mind can, in, in most cases, guys, what we, if you really are around this business for a while, you realize that most people only pay attention to the next possible event, next opportunity. I've never, I've always been very careful. I don't want to, you know, get people focused on an event three months from now. I want them to focus on the here and now. If I want them to focus on the event, you know, three months from now, I probably would wait until, you know, we were a little closer to that event for it to have a little more impact. And, guys, we all have to plan. We're always big planners, but sometimes you have to realize that the world doesn't operate the way that you operate. In this business, there's a lot of emotion. People are paying attention, and they're wanting to know what's in it for them right now, that, that old frequency, WIIFM, what's in it for me, right? So we want people to have an opportunity to come to that Thursday and Friday, we'll have that banner uh, prepared. And, and as we start the meeting, there'll be uh, some of us that will be texting it to those of you that are there, that then you can uh, relay that information to your prospects and your guests. So guys, uh, we're excited. We're excited about how you've made the venue better. Those of you that were there on June the 1st, that are going to be there to this time with, with new prospects, you're a part of our, our whole evolution of making the meetings better. We pay attention to results and what works, not to what's in our own minds, but to really what's working for, for the business. So 
Appreciate you guys. Love you very much, and we'll talk to you very soon. Have a great day and a great week. Bye-bye.